Welcome to this Grandma's Life podcast. I'm your host, Thesea Ellis. Get ready to laugh, learn, and grow with me as we explore growing old in an ever-changing world. Today is January 4th, 2024. Happy New Year. This is episode 52, and this is called Surgery Prep and Recovery. All right, farm happenings. Uh, Kenzie's been on Christmas break for for it was out for a couple of, of weeks. Uh, she but she didn't stick around the house too much, and she did a wonderful job of decorating the house for me. She decorates the front porch, you know, with Christmas lights and stuff, and I really appreciate it when she does that. But then she has friends, and she's seventeen, so she has friends and does stuff. And uh, a, a girl that used to live with us, oh, she lived with us for over a year, I think. Uh, she now lives in Tulsa and Kenzie goes and visits her with her mother uh, quite a bit and so that's where she was for a lot of the weekend when she wasn't working and and other that stuff like that. Uh, basketball season kind of took a little bit of a break. We did have one uh, scrimmage during the during that two-week period and Kenzie had a couple of practices and uh, so we got that and I've got a dog that wants to help me <laughs> but uh, so but basketball season's revving back up. We've got a, we've got a, a tournament tonight that uh, I'm gonna be attending, and basketball season's back in full swing again. The bathroom bathroom remodel. Oh my gosh, guys, that was been so nice, so wonderful. Those guys came and helped Tom lay down. Uh, well, Tom did most of flooring himself, but but basically they had all. I I took the bathroom apart and couldn't figure out how to put it back together. And these men came and worked. Well, Lee came and worked off and on all week. And then one day, uh, two or three more men came and just blitzed it and set me up. And I love my bathroom. It's not done. There's a couple more panels that need to go up. There's a light fixture that needs to be put in and some um, light switches and stuff. So th there's a few things like that. But I have a shower, I have a toilet, and I have a uh, lavatory bathroom sink. Sorry. I'm from Oklahoma. So it's beautiful. Oh, and, the, and it, like that. It's not only is it functional, but it's pretty too. I really like it. So I'm happy about that. Um, I was going over my notes. And of course, obviously, it's been a little while since I've done another podcast. And apparently on my last podcast, I had mentioned that Yoda, my runt pig, was sick and really struggling. And I wasn't even sure if he was going to live. And then the very next day after I'd done that podcast, I had seen a note where He's fine. <laughs> he's doing. He's doing wonderfully. There was there were several days that he wasn't eating at all, and I was having to go through all kinds of hoops to kind of keep him. Oh, like one day it was all misty and rainy and stuff, and it was cold, and he's out there laying in the in in the field, and so you know those pig huts I made. I actually drug one over and put it on top of him, and and was trying to keep him a little bit cozy with that, and. Uh, the first day or so he wasn't eating or drinking. And then the second day he started drinking a little bit. If, if I woke him up, I had to wake him up, get him to come around and stuff. And then he'd go get a drink of water and then he'd go lay down and I'd have to cover him up again. And then like the fourth day, I can't remember what it was. He's up, he's up and eating and having a good time and, and feeling good. And he's been fine since then. I'm so very grateful. And so, and I'm sure some of you are going, why didn't you call a vet? we don't have the money for a vet. We, we spend all of our money on animal feed and, and uh, taking care of kids, you know, grandkids and all that other stuff. We got a lot of, and, and we just don't make a lot of money. And 
he is, was the runt and he's been castrated so he can't reproduce and he's going to go in a freezer eventually. So uh, I don't know. It's if he grows, he's still a little bitty thing. I don't know. He's about half the size of everybody else in his litter, but that's the way it goes. I mean, if there were, if there's something I could have done maybe, but I don't know that there was anything. So that's the way it goes. Um, I planted garlic. Finally, I was, I, uh, I got a video that I, I finally put out on that one too, but I got some garlic in the ground. I'd really like to expand all of my uh, grow beds down in that area with strawberries and garlic and asparagus and all that other stuff. I'm, I'll either get to it or I won't. <clears throat> there was a few days that my youngest little granddaughter was very sick. Poor little thing. She was puking with diarrhea and her, she's got a good mom. But the baby was sick enough that they took her to a minor emergency and they told her, oh, no, she just has a, a stomach virus. Kind of let it run its course. And then the next day, the poor baby was so dehydrated and sick, she couldn't even stand up. So they took her to an emergency room and they said, oh, yeah, she has a double ear infection. Gave her antibiotics for that and had to give her an IV because she was very dehydrated. Sent her home. She's still puking, still diarrhea. And I, and I was over there for one time of it. And she's just miserable. She's a good little baby. But she was miserable and crying and you just, your heart hurt for her. And they took her back to the emergency room again. And that's when they, they discovered that she had strep throat. So they finally got her in all the right medicines. They got her taken care of and she's 100% better now and feeling better. And we're all grateful because she was one little sick baby and she's such a sweet girl. I know I'm a grandma, but seriously, that's a sweet baby. Okay. I had the surgery on my foot on December 19, I believe. And uh, it went well. Um, that it's, we went to Cityplex Hospital there in Southern Tulsa. I think it's, I think it's a Jinx address and stuff. It's a private hospital, but it's part of Tom's insurance. And, uh, Tom was really pleased at how they handled things. They um, they even had uh, valet parking. So all he had to do was just drop the car off and get me in there. And the same thing, picking me up. You know, I'm drugged up and doing pretty good. I think they're getting better with anesthesia. So that you're not so drugged up in such in bad shape whenever you come out of it. I don't know. I did pretty good with that. So I was glad. Uh, the surgery went well. Um, I did find out yesterday he didn't fix any of the uh, torn tendons in my foot. So I guess I'm going to, have to deal with that. But he did take out the bone spurs and the and the calcified knot in the back of my heel and stuff. So that's that's good. I'm, and I guess I'll just have to deal with these tendons because I don't want to have another surgery. Um, they put a bandage on it, a big bandage on it for two days. And then a cast on it two days after that, after they checked the uh, incision and then yesterday I went back in had the stitches pulled out, out and got a new cast in only thing is this new cast is tighter and she told me it was going to be tighter and and uh, and for good reason apparently and it's been uncomfortable it's not painful it's not unbearable but it's it's been uncomfortable and I and I'm glad it's only for two more weeks <laughs> and I guarantee you guys I have slept I understood me sleeping the first three days because oh, I was had been under anesthesia and stuff, and I slept almost all the time the first three days, and then I kept thinking I'm going to get up and be somebody and do something even on one foot. Because hey, I'm still physically pretty physically fit, but uh, man, I could I could get up and I could do stuff, but then I'd be so exhausted I'd sleep for another day. So I don't know what my deal is with that. I guess I'm getting old. Um, it was a little difficult to turn my farm over to Tom, you know, because nobody else takes care of your animals like you want them to be taken care of. But uh, 
I will admit he's done a good job, and I'm really grateful for that. Every once in a while, saying, "Did you put grass in for Roger, my rabbit?" And uh, he'll say, "Yeah, I did." You know, so he did a pretty good job, and I'm glad. I'm glad, but nobody's died, so that's that's better than I could expect, I guess. Okay, that's it for farm happenings for right now. My three things. Oh my gosh, guys, I've been trying to get this podcast out for three days, and I've been sleeping. And uh, I, yesterday I was just exhausted because I thought maybe I could go out and do chores. And I did it on the scooter, and it just—it it was just too much for me. And I—and the best thing I could do the next day was make the notes for my podcast. And so I finally got my notes done. I'm sitting here recording now, and I am grateful that that's done. So that's number one of my three things: getting this podcast done. Number two is I'm going to try to do chores again. This this time I'm going to try to do it on crutches. The the knee scooter didn't work out. I want to heal. The ground is very rough. It was, it, it, it's so I'm going to try it with my original plan when I told people I was wanting to do chores is I'm going to do crutches, but I'm going to, I have a wagon out there and I can put the feet in the wagon and I can tie a rope from the wagon to my waist and, and drag everything out there. I still can't climb over fences and check for eggs and, and take care of watering. I can't drag the garden hose and stuff like that. So Tom will have to do that when he comes home tonight. But uh, I can I can at least feed my animals, I believe. I'm going to try it with crutches this time and see what I can get done. And the reason I'm doing chores today is Tom's, after two weeks, has gone back to work. And number three is I have a basketball game to go to, and it starts at 4 o'clock this afternoon because it's a tournament. And so I'm going to try to get that as much done as I can before I go to the game and, ha get, and, and before Tom comes home from work so he has less to do. And I know it's time. I mean, I know it's only been two weeks since my surgery, but I know especially when since Tom has gone back to work, I need to get my act together and get as much done as I possibly can. So we'll see how that goes. I guess I'll let you know the next time how it went. I don't know. Uh, what I am reading, I'm, we're still working on The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor, and this is principle number five. It's called The Zorro Circle, How Limiting Your Focus to small, manageable goals can expand your fierce sphere of power. And I actually have to admit, I liked this chapter. I, I thought it was helpful. And so we'll get started on what I have highlighted on this. Speaking of highlighted, before I get down the road, I don't know what's going on. I've started a new podcast. It's called Books Highlighted because I like to read. And only thing I do in, in this particular um, podcast is read the highlighted portions of the book I've done. And I've recorded two of them. And it's on, what is it called? I can't remember what it's called. It's not in iTunes and uh, Google yet. Go ahead, let me know. And uh, so I don't, I'm, I'm not getting a whole lot of reach on that, but if you can uh, see if you can find it on the other one. What is, what is it called? I don't know. I'll think of it and then I'll tell you. So here we are with uh, what I'm reading, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor. And this is principle number five. How we experience the world is shaped largely by our mindset. Well, the most successful people in work and in life are those who have what psychologists call an internal locus of control. The belief that their actions have a, a direct effect on their outcomes. People with an external locus, on the other hand, okay, people with an ex external locus, on the other hand, are more likely to see daily events as dictated by external forces. Believing that, from the most part, our actions determine our fates, fates in life can only spur us to work harder. And then we see this hard work pay off and our belief in ourselves only grows stronger. 
This is true in nearly every domain in life. Research, research has shown that people who believe that the power lies within in their circle have higher academic achievement, greater career achievement, and are much happier at work. An internal locus lowers, lowers job stresses and turnover, turnover and leads to higher motivation, organizational commitment, and task performance. Internals, as they are sometimes called, have an even stronger relationship, which makes since given that studies show how much better they are at communicating, problem solving, and working to achieve mutual goals they, goals, they are also more attentive listeners and more adept at social interactions. All qualities, incidentally, that predict success at work as well as at home. <clears throat> On page 137, once you've mastered the self-awareness circle, your next goal should to be identified with aspects of the situation you have control over and which you don't. When I worked with Shanghai manager, with the Shanghai manager and his colleagues, I mentioned in this in the last chapter, I asked them to write out all their stresses, daily challenges and goals, and then separate them into two categories, things that they have control over and things they don't. Anyone can do the simple exercise on a piece of paper, an Excel spreadsheet, or even on a napkin over post work martinis. The point is to tease apart the stress stresses that we have to let go of because they're out of our hands, while at the same time identifying the area where, the, where our efforts will have a real impact so that we can then focus our energy accordingly. Once my trainees are armed with a list of what is in, indeed still within their control, I have them identify one small goal they know they can quick, quickly accomplish. By narrowing their scope of action and focusing their energy and efforts, the likelihood of success increases. And that's it for that chapter. So I don't know. I like I liked it. I think I think it had something to do basically if you if you feel that external things are what's keeping you from uh, succeeding, then you're less likely to succeed. If you feel like uh, that once you make up your mind to do something that you can do it and you're going to get it done, that's basically, you know, make up your mind and get it done. So I did like that. Okay. Oh, and it also reminds me of the serenity prayer. God, God grant me the serenity to, to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And so, yep, I actually had that on my wall one time before I found somebody else wanted to give, give to that uh, thing too. Um, what I'm listening to, <clears throat> I've not been listening to too much lately since I had my surgery because I'm not doing chores and that's when I listen to audiobooks, but I'm still in, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not still in. I've started. I finished the first Dune book, and now I'm in Dune Messiah by Frank Herbert, and I'm going the second time through The Way of the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman. Um, other things I'm learning is I'm also reading a book called The Emotionally Abused Relationship by Beverly Engel. It's as a research for a book that I'm trying to write, so that's something else I'm trying to learn. And uh, my quote of the day: One of the things I learned the hard way was that it doesn't pay to get discouraged. Keeping busy and making optimism a way of life can restore your faith in yourself. And that is by Lucille Ball. And I, and I was just about to say, believe it or not, but you know what? 
I'm old enough. I know who Lucille Ball was. I was raised on a lot of her uh, television shows. Uh, um, I love Lucy and stuff <laughs> back even when they were in black and white and everything. So I know who Lucille Ball is. I know some of you guys are a lot younger and probably have no clue who that is, but that's okay. Um, so Lucille Ball was born August 6, 1911. That tells you how old she was in Jamestown, New York. Her father worked for Bell Telephone Company, and she moved several times in her early years. But he died at the age of 27 of typhoid fever when Lucille was three years old, and her mother was pregnant with her little brother. Four years later, her mother did remarry, and her step-grandparents were some sort of religious group that banned mirrors except for the bathroom sink because they felt it lay it led to vanity and she actually even got in trouble one time because she got caught looking in the looking in the mirror and and, uh, and she was considered uh, having being vain because she was studying herself in the mirror in 1929 lucille ball began her career as a model and also worked on broadway under the name of diane belmont she met desi arnez and they eloped in 1940 in 1950, they starred in the sitcom I Love Lucy, and then Desi and Lucy divorced in 1916, and she married Gary Morton in 1961. Lucille Ball was nominated 13 times for Primetime Emmy Awards and, and won five of those awards. She received many honors and awards in her acting career. She died April 26, 1989. So... Like I said, you know, it's something else that always kind of struck me about Lucille Ball, too, is I was going through some old pictures. Now, Lucille Ball was redheaded, and I think I read somewhere that it was not she was not a true redhead, but she took she she could do redhead pretty good because I saw her after after she was no longer doing black and white. But uh, she had um, a short haircut for a long time, and I was going through some old pictures. And when my mom was young, my mom was very beautiful. And she reminded me of a brunette, uh, Lucille Ball. So I thought that was pretty, pretty neat. And my heater underneath my feet has just come on. And I'm sorry if y'all can hear it. <clears throat> the scripture of the day is, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 9. And you know what? Uh, that fits with what I'm saying today because it's going to go straight into my main subject about God providing of all of our needs. Um, I'm going to try to do this without getting too emotional, but uh, I could not get my bathroom done. I kept working at it, and then I walk away for a while because I was intimidated. I didn't how to I didn't know how to move a wall with electricity in it, and of course life gets in the way. I've got I've got the granddaughter who has basketball and softball and all kinds of other stuff. And I'm there for her and, and I've got my animals. I had a lot of things going on and I just did not get the bathroom done. And I was stressing out knowing I was going in for surgery for my foot. I'm thinking I'm going to have to figure out how to get down the stairs and go to the barn to take showers. And the pastor's wife, cause the only thing I did was ask her for prayer. And next thing I know, she's got people contacting me. Lee came and worked off and on and helped Tom. Tom was going on vacation anyway. He was going to do some deer hunting, but he ended up helping Lee with the bathroom. And they did, uh, Lee's background was in plumbing. And so they got all the plumbing done on the in the house uh, to hook it up to the shower and everything. And then uh, was actually getting some walls, the two walls put back up. They did several things. And then on that Saturday, two more men showed up and blitzed it. So before they left, I 
had a shower. I had a vanity. I have a toilet. Well, we had to work on the toilet ourselves and stuff, but basically the floor was laid and mostly glued down. There's, it's not done. Okay. Um, the, everything is functional. I need to put up a couple wall panels. I need to put some trim up. We need to finish gluing down the floor. Need to put in a light over the sink and a light switch. And I believe that will then be all done, but it's functional and it's pretty. It's so pretty and I'm so grateful because so many times, much of my life, I just wanted to make sure that something was functional and I couldn't deal with beauty. But since I'm learning, I want to include beauty in my life too. I really like it. I'm so, so grateful to these men for being able to uh, help me with the bathroom and get it done before I had my surgery. <clears throat> I guess I kind of wanted to also cover some of the reasons I hesitated to have my surgery and why I decided to have it done anyway. I felt like I was getting conflicting reports on this foot. First, first of all, I was limping all the time and it's making my knee swell up and it was really a problem. And then I did physical therapy for like 12 weeks and my right foot responded pretty good. My left foot did not. It was going backward and my knee was swollen all the time and it just hurt. And, and uh, so I was trying to decide what do I do? Um, the x-ray said, said that there was a lot of damage in there, a lot of calcification and everything. The MRI uh, that they ended up doing said that, yes, definitely there's lots of damage in there. Then I go see the surgeon. He goes, yeah, I've seen worse. I'm going, so what can I do to make it better? Oh, nothing. He needs surgery, but let me know when you're ready. <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't know when I'm going to be ready. You know, what do you do? So I had to come to think about it. He says it's gonna. It was gonna continue to get worse, but it wasn't really that bad yet. He'd seen worse. Well, I I am more active than most people, and I have not been able to wear tennis shoes for several months because I couldn't get my foot in it because the knot on the back of my heel was too big, <clears throat> and it was also leaving terrible, terrible calluses on the ends of my toes that were very painful because it was shoving my foot forward. And there's just a lot of work I needed to do. So I could either wait and wait and wait and get till it got worse and then get it done. Or I could go ahead and get it done, get the surgery, go through the rehab again. Cause it is going to be a long rehab. He had to partially disconnect my Achilles tendon and cut out everything and, and uh, reattach the Achilles tendon. That's the reason I'm in a cast for a month. Basically I'm no weight on my foot for a month. And then after that, I can go into a boot. So I've got two, two weeks down and two weeks more to go. And, uh, and so I did that because I knew it wasn't going to get any better and I wasn't going to get any younger. And I did not want to continue to hurt at this level and not be able to function at that level, knowing I wasn't getting younger and there was a lot of work to do. But then at the same time, I had to think about, all right, what am I going to do now with the farm? And, uh, <clears throat> You know, one month off of your foot is a long time when you got animals that need to be fed twice a day. And that is still a challenge. Now, Tom's done a really good job while he was off work and everything. He's able to handle it. But now he's back at work and he still does them in the morning. Oh, my gosh, guys. And we got snow coming in overnight. <laughs> it should make it really interesting, too. I don't know if I can get out there either in my crutches in the snow. We'll have to see. But that's <laughs> that's another little thing that got has gone in there and but one of the reasons that i also decided to do with it i have been frustrated 
for many years with Tom, he has severe depression. He he literally could come home from work and has for months and years on end, come home from work, sit on his butt, fall asleep and uh, after dinner and do nothing until it's time to go back to work. I mean, he doesn't bathe. He doesn't brush his teeth. He doesn't do anything unless he's going to to church or to work. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to turn my farm over to somebody in this condition well i won't lie he has stepped up he's done a really good job he he's still if i'm sleeping he's sleeping so he still gets plenty of sleep <laughs> but he stepped up and done a pretty good job and i'm really grateful uh, so i'm trying to get back in the groove but i guarantee you every time i try to do something too much i really struggle with fatigue and i sleep a lot and so uh I was teasing last night, though, because, you know, I'm having to lift everything up on one leg. And I thought I told Tom, I said, I'm going to have a bun of steel. <laughs> but it's gone well so far. And actually, something else, too, is the pain has been very minimal. I've had not had but just one or two pain pills. And it's, and if I if things get pretty uncomfortable, if I, if I don't put my foot up and keep my foot up, it gets uncomfortable and I will take an ibuprofen. But that's it. I've been pretty done pretty good. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, my story of the day, though. <laughs> Poor Tom. I'm, I'm sorry for him because... I, you know, I'm trying to go. I'm not being stupid. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, like the very first thing I did coming home, they did a uh, nerve block on my uh, on the back of, in the back of my leg. So I couldn't feel my foot at all, which was great because for nearly like two days, I couldn't feel my foot at all. And it was a good thing, too, because the first thing I did trying to get up the steps, and it's like a 40 inch, I think it's 40 inches from the ground up to the porch. So there's a few steps there and it's wooden and it was raining. And so, you know, and I was trying to do it on crutches and the crutches were slippery and I was still have groggy from it and it's anesthesia. And the first thing I did was fall on the steps, fell up and I smacked my big toe on that toe and I may lose that toenail. I don't know. It doesn't hurt, but it's turning black and, and uh, there's some issues underneath that toenail. But uh, <clears throat> so I fell then. I think another day, a few days later, I fell up the steps again. One day I scared myself because I was doing a, a friend has loaned me her knee scooter, which has been a godsend. I won't lie, wonderful godsend. But I missed with my knee and slammed my foot on the ground, on the floor. And I thought, oh no, oh no, oh no. How bad did I hurt it? And I sat there going, it hurt, but I think I'm okay. I think it just scared me, you know? So. That uh, that part's been okay, but Sunday morning I'm wearing a dress and I was trying to do the crutches up and down the steps again, and I and uh, so Tom and Kenzie were both out there trying to help me get out, get down the stairs to go to church, and I don't know what happened. I put my crutches on the next step down, and I was just about to step down myself, and for some stupid reason I fell backward completely, fell backward, legs go straight up in the air. <laughs> Tom was really struggling and I kept saying, I didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. In fact, I looked up at Kenzie. I said, where's the video camera? We should have gotten that one on. If I had one of those doorbell ring doorbells or something, that would have made funniest home videos because it was pretty, it was pretty stupid, but I didn't get hurt, but I could tell for sure that Tom was seriously stressed with that. And he was, he told me, I'm going to get you to church. I want you to sit down 
I know you like to go around and talk to everybody and have a good time, but sit down and they can come to you. Well, I tried to listen, but I didn't. I got a scooter. I could go, you know, and it didn't hurt. So, but I don't, I do know I do not trust myself on any sort of steps at all and with the crutches or anything like that. So basically what I do is I sit on my butt and scoot up and down the steps. And yesterday I uh, was, the crutches is pretty easy. You can just kind of throw the step, the crutches down, you know, to where you want them to be and, and catch them for once you get up there or go down there or whatever, you know, but the scooter, I was kind of proud of myself because I was able to lift the scooter up the steps as I was scooting my butt up the steps when I was coming back from doing chores. I was tired, though. And then I've got a pole that's part of the porch that I can get up on one foot or on, you know, get up and push pull, pull myself up on the pole to come to a standing position that I can get down there. It's very tiring, but I can do it, and I'm proud of myself because I can do it. So... And I'm a lot safer than the crutches on the steps. So my question of the day is, so what are some of you? Well, I've actually got two questions for you. What are some of your stories of surgery recovery? Do you have anything? Oh, my gosh. And I forgot about one. Well, my, my youngest son had surgery a couple of years ago. I, I, my, my daughter-in-law remembers a drug they gave him, but he was loopy. They had to do a lot of work on his, his uh, foot. And whatever it is that they give those, those kids when they have the... Um, their wisdom teeth pulled and stuff. Apparently that was the same kind of thing they gave Tony and getting him home in the hospital was, <laughs> it was a challenge. He was, he's a good kid and he didn't do anything wrong. And he was just loopy as heck. So, yeah. So tell me some of your stories of your, of your recovery. And uh, another, my other question is, has anyone helped you in ways that you, that you have never been able to do yourself. I couldn't have, I would not have been able to get this bathroom done. And I would have been figuring out how to get down to the barn twice a day, or not twice a day, getting down to the barn to take showers. And so has anybody ever come and stepped up and done stuff like that for you? I hope so, because I'm so very grateful to these men, even now. Email me, pcls at, at, at uh, gmail.com. Tell me some of your stories. Okay, I don't know if you guys have noticed I think somebody said something about a split or something like that with Bitcoin and everything, but I've talked about the fold card before. This is a cool deal. And uh, cryptocurrency is gaining in not only in acceptance, but it's also gaining in value and stuff too. But the fold card is a card is a prepaid debit card. And every time you use it to buy something, you earn, Satoshis, which are like many pieces of Bitcoin, like M-I-N-I, many. And uh, so it's, I like it. And uh, you can, um, it, it's a good way for you to accumulate some Bitcoin. I don't know how, you know, honestly, this world is going to heck in a handbasket real bad. And uh, I don't... <sighs> Maybe cash will be there. Maybe they may do a universal basic income. They may do nothing, you know, I don't know, but at least you have an alternative. You know, people want to save their gold. People want to save silver, do all of it, whatever you need to do to keep yourself going and whatever happens in this world to get it done. And the fold card is an, a, a viable alternative to what's uh, as a way to get Bitcoin. It didn't cost anything extra when you when you buy the the when you make purchases with your full card, 
you get the Satoshis, but it doesn't cost you anything extra to get it. So it's a nice deal. Look at the link below and go through it. Check it out, you know, read about it, see what it goes, does. And then if you decide you want to do it, go through my link below and that would help me uh, at no cost to you for that too. Um, I pray that you give me a five-star review. Come on, go on, go on iTunes and, and Google and all them and give me a review. And, and, uh, and if you, whatever reviews i get i'll read i'll read it on the air we'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> all right where i can be found is my website is grandma's homestead.farm um i have a youtube channel called farm animal life uh, i started a new one for kinsey lackey sports i put her video her uh basketball and softball games on her channel um on instagram tiktok facebook uh MeWe, twitter and rumble and some versions of thesia ellis thesia v ellis something like that um, my main YouTube channel is Grandma's Homestead. Uh, that's the name of the YouTube channel. That's that's my main thing there, too. So that's all I got today. I got to go put my foot, foot back up. It was fine. It was good to finally be able to reach out and, and talk to you guys again. I pray that you have a wonderful day. I've got some more stuff planned coming up. I still got to tell you about my word of the year. I got to I got to assess how I did for 2023 and I got to uh, set my goals for 2024 and I'm way behind because I've been sleeping a lot. So, all right, guys, live until you die and God bless. See you next time.